Hello, friends. Welcome to Find Hope, Live Well, a show about doing small things to make big changes in your life. I'm Grant Stenzel. My goal is to help you regain hope and walk with you down the path of healing. Through my experience as a licensed clinical professional counselor and former pastor, I enjoy helping individuals and families navigate through mental health issues. Welcome to part three of my series on burnout and self-care. When we left off, I was discussing how powerful of a tool prayer is and the importance of allowing others to minister to us as well. I absolutely love Paul's prayers in his epistles, letters to the churches. And I, I, just, I just love them so, so much. And, and I think we can learn so much about God's heart, about how we do ministry from these prayers. And so I'm going to read two prayers from Ephesians and a commandment from Ephesians. Ephesians 1.15 says this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you would know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe, that power is like the working of his mighty strength with the exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, for above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that has been given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And then he uh, says this to the Ephesians in verse 16 of chapter 3. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled to the, all the measure of the fullness of God. And then in Ephesians 6, he says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, and mind be alert and keep on always praying for all the saints. And he says, Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. And we need to understand that God is more powerful than us, he knows more than us, and he cares more about the people in your ministry than you. So I would ask, where are you on this? Are you praying for wisdom? Are you praying that God uses you? You know, I pray every day as I go to the offices and as I be, before I speak and before I counsel people that God would use me in spite of myself. You know, prayer is so incredibly important. It seems like we always talk about prayer being the thing we do last, but really it's the first thing we should do. In 1991, I started praying for my future children. And when I say future, my children were born in 1997 and 2001. And I prayed that they would grow up to be healthy, happy, and holy. And, and I prayed a whole bunch of things for them. And I've prayed that every single day. I might have missed five or six, I guess, in the last 30 years. But I really think that is by far the greatest thing I did as a father. And, you know, I try and parent well. I try and do consistent, you know, parenting and, 
and encouraging parenting and, you know, and all these things. And I try and be very purposeful. However, I believe by far the greatest thing I've ever done as a father is pray. And I think we underestimate the power of prayer to help the people that we are counseling, ministering to, helping. We need to tap into the power. I love in Ephesians 1, it said, you know, Paul prayed that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. In other words, you need to get this. In other words, it's already happening and that you're in a dark room and you just don't see it. And I want God to turn the lights on so you can see the hope to which you've been called. The incredible riches and the inheritance in the saints and the incomparable great power for those of us who believe. That means we have that power that rose Christ from the dead inside of us. And God wants to use that to minister to others. You know, I would say, are you praying biblically? In Ephesians 3, Paul prayed that they would grasp how high, wide, long, and deep the love of Christ is. And they would know that love that surpasses knowledge. Are you praying that people would know God and understand his love and his grace and his mercy? And are you also praying for the people in your ministry? You know, Paul commanded and asked, hey, pray for me as I'm doing this. Are you praying for your fellow counselors, pastors, volunteers, as you all do ministry and help people? Because we need to, again, continually ask God to come in and help us with his power to do his work for his glory. Ecclesiastes 10.10, if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. God has called us to be wise and to be prudent. In other words, to work smarter, not harder. Abraham Lincoln once said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. So I would ask you, are you sharpening the axe of yourself? You know, as a counselor and as a speaker, I'm reading books all the time. I have friends of mine building into me, my wife and friends. I go to a Bible study. I, I have people ministering to me, people pouring into me, people challenging me, people calling me on my stuff. We can't do this alone. And the question are, are we sharpening ourselves and are we allowing others to sharpen us? If you go to Romans 16, Paul talks about all these different people that helped him do ministry in Rome. And he goes down the list and thank you for this verse and thank you for this and thank you. We're not lone rangers and we need people to minister to us and sharpen us and help us. And so I would ask, are you reading books on counseling, on helping others, on prayer, on, on, all, on whatever area that you're trying to help people in? Are you asking for wisdom? You know, in my profession, I have to go to CEUs. Um, continuing education units, but I'm also, you know, I go to the Global Leadership Summit. I'm going to seminars. I'm always constantly trying to learn and grow, you know, because I've told, you know, therapists, if you ever feel like you've arrived, it's time to quit. And I have definitely not arrived as a therapist, and I want to continue to grow and be better so that I am a sharper tool that God can use. And I would say it's so, so important as I was talking about um, allowing others to minister to me is we don't want to rob people of the blessing of loving on us, caring for us, and ministering to us. Years ago, I had a friend who was unemployed, and um, we would have breakfast or lunch, and I always paid for breakfast or lunch um, because he wasn't working. I had a job. But one time he said, you know what, let me pay for lunch. I said, no, dude, I'm going to pay. He goes, you're being selfish. And I was like, what? I'm like, I just bought this guy, you know, 10 different meals. How am I being selfish? And he challenged me. He said, Grant, would you rather have the good feeling about buying the meal or the $50. Oh, I said, the good feeling for buying the meal. He goes, that's what you're selfish with. 
And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was robbing people of ministering to me, robbing people of the blessing. And we get so, in some ways, selfish with ministry is we want to minister to others because we enjoy and love how it feels. But don't rob others of, of ministering to you and loving and caring on you. And I struggle with this. And my wife knows that. And she's trying to break through and she's trying to care for me and love me. And she challenges me on this. And she even will get even frustrated. Would you let me love you? You know, because I do struggle with that. But, you know, we need to allow people to serve us and love us. And not, we don't want to rob people of the blessing of serving us. So have friends, have peers, people building into you so that you're able to help others better. That's it for today. Tune in next time for the final episode of this series. I'll be talking about the importance of really listening to others, having the patience to allow others to be uncomfortable, and trusting the process. That's going to do it for today's episode. Visit stenzoclinical.com backslash news for helpful tips on parenting, relationships, managing anxiety, battling depression, and more. You can also find us on social media with the handle at stenzoclinical. If you enjoyed our show, please be sure to leave a review. As always, thank you for listening.